Jesus, it's all yours. The glory, the honor, the praise, our worship, Lord. Our worship today and forever is yours. We will sing of your praise forever, God. Our calling, our purpose, it's yours. Our hearts are yours, God. Our future is yours. Our families are yours. Our children are yours, God. We give it to you, God. It's all yours. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. You are so good, God. Thank you for your presence that is here. Thank you for your presence that is here, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Stay standing for the reading of the word. We're going to give honor where honor is due. Our verse today is in Luke 5. Luke 5, verse 2. And it's amazing because here we have the maker, Jesus. And he's about to call his first disciples. And he needs a way to get his word into the world. And here we are. Jesus may do something illegal. I want you to just be on the lookout. Verse 2, it says, he saw at the water's edge two boats. Everyone say two boats. Two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon Peter, and he asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. Let's pray. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you that it never returns void, God. Let it take flight into a thousand hearts, a thousand ears, God. Let us leave changed, God. Let us receive the word that you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Bridge Church. Good to be with you. You may be seated. You may be seated in this beautiful presence. The pastors, Pastor Landon and Emily, give their love to you today. They are in Lake Havasu. Pastor Landon is preaching for his dad's 60th birthday in Lake Havasu. So they're having a good time, and they said to give all of their love to you guys. And Pastor Landon asked me to launch us into a new series called Culture. Culture is what we're going to be talking about the next seven weeks because we're going to talk about what bridge culture is, but what kingdom culture is. Amen? Because we live in a world where there are so many cultures and so many things trying to tell us how we should talk, how we should act, how we should dress, right? There's this new thing called cancel culture where if you don't agree with what I agree with or you don't do how I do it, then I'll cancel you, right? That's called cancel culture. There is a political culture. There's a social culture. And it all just really makes up a worldly culture, right? When really us as Christians, we're supposed to go into the world and we're supposed to bring kingdom culture. We're supposed to make the greatest impact. So we're going to start that. I'm excited to launch that and honored to bring the word today. So we're going to talk today about one of our pillars here at the church, our seven pillars that make up bridge culture. One of them is serve with purpose. Everyone say serve with purpose. Serve with purpose is so important because serving isn't just what we do, but serving is who we are. I am a servant. That's who I am. It's not just what I do. When I serve others, I'm serving Christ. So it's so important to talk about because serving is who we are. And I love the church. I love gathering. I love worshiping. I love seeing everybody giving and receiving right. 
And I also love the messiness of church because church isn't always perfect, right? We know that that church isn't perfect because we're not perfect. We're a broken people, but we serve a perfect God. So we are broken, but I love that God wants to use us to build his church. As imperfect as we are, he wants to use us. And I love the church, but sometimes we can get in the motion of just attending service, greeting our friends, shaking hands, and then going to lunch, right? And we get in that rhythm and we get in that habit of just going through the motions. And sometimes that can go on for years without us even realizing it. I've done it myself and we do that, but really church is more than a social event, right? Church is a place for the body of believers to come and to thrive. That's what God created and how he created it because what he's doing in us, he's doing in us. What he's doing in you in your life is strictly related to what's happening in the church, amen? He's working through all of us and using us to build his kingdom. And he wants to use us. He wants to use you. As we read earlier in Luke, right, it said that Jesus was at the shore and there were two boats. There were two boats and they had both been left there by their owners and Jesus got in the boat. Now we look at this and we think it's normal, but this is not normal, right? Jesus just got in the boat. There was no lease agreement, no conversation, no rental agreement. He just got in the boat. And if we think that's normal, you can try it when you leave church today. Just find the nicest car in the parking lot, find the best looking car, and do what Jesus did. Just get in it. And when the owner comes to the window, right, and they say, what are you doing? Just say, I saw the bridge sticker. I figured you were a Christian, and I need your car. And you can see how it goes. That's what Jesus did. He just got in the boat. And he got in the boat belonging to Peter. Have you ever wondered why he picked Peter? I have, because I can think of a lot of reasons why he wouldn't pick Peter. We've talked about it before that Peter was impulsive. Peter was a know-it-all. Peter was violent. You don't just cut someone's ear off if you have a normal upbringing. (laughs) Peter was too outspoken. He was too bold. Why did Jesus pick Peter? Remember that the Bible was written pre-Uber. The Bible was written pre-Facebook, pre-Instagram. There was no private jet that Jesus could get on and go spread the gospel. He needed a way to get his word into the world. Touch your neighbor and say, we got to get the word out. We got to get the word out. And I think the only reason that Peter picked Jesus, that Jesus picked Peter was because Peter had a boat, right? Peter had a boat. So Jesus said, hey, I need your boat. I need to use this. Is that okay if I do this? And what's beautiful is the creator is partnering with his creation. The creator of the world, right? The creator of the ocean, of the boat. He could walk on water if he wanted to. But he's saying, no, 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 I don't want to do it like that. I want to use your boat, I want to use his boat. I want to use your life. I want to use their weakness. I want to build a church. Are you with me today? I want to build a church. I want people who own their own business. I want people who are unemployed. I want people from all over the world to build his church. And he's saying, I want to use you. He said, Peter, can I use your boat? 
And sometimes it's hard to imagine why God, the God that can walk on water, would have any need for our boat, why he would want to use us. And I think the devil can sometimes use it to give us excuses as to why God can't use what we have. Because we say, oh, my, my boat's not as big as theirs. My house isn't as big. I can't have small group, right? Or my boat's dirty. I've been through too much. I've been used and abused. I can't, I can't give you my boat, Jesus. Peter said, my boat, I've, I've fished all night and I've caught nothing. Why do you want my boat? And I used to think that myself, I thought that God couldn't use me because I didn't have a testimony. I thought that I couldn't be used because I wasn't experienced, I hadn't gone through enough, I had a great childhood, great family, right? And I thought that God wouldn't want to use me because I didn't go through some crazy experience. And I realized one day at the altar, I said, God, what is my purpose? Why am I here? What do you have for me? Is my life even going to go anywhere, right? Have you been there before? You're saying, God, what do you want to do with my life? Why am I here? And I asked God, I said, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Because I had heard other people say, oh, the enemy was after me since the beginning, right? He knew that I had a call on my life. He knew that I was destined for greatness. And I would think, well, I haven't been through a lot. Maybe... Maybe I don't have a big purpose. Maybe I don't have a great calling. So I asked God that and said, God, what do you have for my life? What do you want to do with my life? And he said and actually shifted my perspective because he said, no, Allie, Allie, what you think, the devil actually doesn't know you at all. He doesn't know what's inside of you. He didn't put it in you. I'm the one that put it in you. He said, so I know the call of God on your life. Amen. I know what's inside of you because I'm the one that put it in there. And he said, don't worry about what the enemy thinks, what they're worried about, but I know that you're destined for greatness. He said, he may have thought that you were going to stay quiet. He may have thought, oh, she'll never really speak out. She'll never really be bold for Christ. He said, but I knew what was to come. I knew what was inside of you. And he said, I'm the one that put the purpose in you. And he showed me that the God of purpose was the one that created me. The God of purpose created you. And there is purpose inside of you. And there is destiny inside of you. And another perspective shifted when I was reading this story because I realized I went from thinking that Jesus needed Peter's boat to realizing actually that Peter needed Jesus on his boat. Peter needed Jesus on his boat because sometimes we think, oh, the church needs me, right? They need me to greet people. They need me to teach the children's lesson. But we'll realize that God was God before we even showed up. God doesn't need us, but he wants to use us. God wants to use us. And if I may just submit this to you, there were two boats on the shore. So if Peter had said no... I think Jesus just would have gotten another one. But Peter said yes. Peter said yes, you can use my boat. And in verse 3, it says that he got in the boat. And I love it because Jesus asked him. In verse 3, it says he asked him to give him a push, to push him out from the shore. He said, do you want to do this, Peter? You want to do this? I, you, don't, you don't have to. I can totally do this without you. But do you want to join me? Because I like your boat. 
I like your brokenness. I like your boldness. Can I borrow your boat? And God is asking you today, can he borrow your boat? Can he use the gifts that he's put inside of you? Can he use them for his glory? Or did we get so confused, right, about who made the trees, about who made the ocean, about who made the chemical balance to sustain the life of the fish? God made it all. And he said, I want to use your boat. And it's cool when God becomes our partner because he knows where to fish, right? He knows where to fish, and you don't have to fish alone. All you have to do is say yes. All Peter had to do was say yes and give Jesus the push. Because he probably thought he was loaning the boat for an hour, right? Just let him, let him use the boat. He's going to go teach these people. But he didn't know what was to come the next three years. He didn't know that he would see blind eyes open. He didn't know that deaf ears would hear. Amen. He didn't know the miracles that were to come. And he never would have known until he stepped out in faith. You didn't know that when you started greeting, your whole family would be saved. You didn't know that when you taught in children's, that your finances and your business would expand and explode. You'll never know what God can do until you step out in faith. Until you say, God, I give this to you. You can have my boat. There's a man in the church, and his family has been coming for seven, eight years, forever. They've been a part of this church, and he started serving every Sunday giving his time, giving his commitment to God. And let me tell you, once he started doing that just a couple of months ago, his business has literally changed and transformed. His business has exploded, and God has blessed them so much. And he never would have known unless he stepped out, unless he gave it to God. We never know what can happen until we let God on our boat. Faith is pushing into the deep when we don't know what to expect, when we don't know what it's going to look like. And like I said earlier, the pillar that we're talking about is serve with purpose. Serve with purpose. And purpose can sometimes be tricky because we live in a day and age where we're just one click away from seeing how someone else raises their parents, right? From seeing how somebody else goes to college, somebody else lives their dream job, We are able to see that at just the touch of a finger, and we can see, and sometimes we compare purposes, and we can compare their life with our life, but you see, God didn't call us to fulfill someone else's purpose. My stewardship is not of your purpose, so don't feel bad about the gifts that God didn't give you when you're fully maximizing the ones that he did. I don't feel bad that I can't lead worship like Tila and Josh, right? Bless them. We're thankful for them. (laughs) But I don't feel bad that I can't do that, that I can't sing or lead worship because that's not my anointing. That's not what God has called me to do when I'm fully realizing and maximizing what God has called me to do. Don't feel the weight because when we feel the weight of someone else's calling and purpose, It's no wonder we're stressed out or we can't sleep at night or we feel like a failure because God never called us to do that. God is saying, you are responsible for the calling that I have given you, that I have placed in front of you. Serve the purpose that God has given you. That's what Peter did. The purpose and the opportunity to serve was placed right in front of him. Jesus said, can I use your boat? 
can I use your bow? And David in the Bible, that's also what David did. David served his brothers. His dad told him to take lunch to his brothers, and that's how he got to the battlefield so he could kill Goliath. But he had to serve before he killed the giant. We have to serve. When we talk about finding purpose, we can get confused with position. But David never sought the title of king. David never sought the position. And we are not called to seek the position or the title, but to seek our purpose. Serve. That's all David had to do. That's all Peter had to do. And if you were to ever ask, you know, how do I find my purpose? How do I find what God has called me to do? I may not have the answer because I'd say, well, Jesus, God will show you that, right? He'll reveal that to you, but I will tell you the way to discover it is serve. Serve, and you will find your purpose. And really, our purpose is so much simpler than we even think. Our purpose is to glorify God. Amen? He said the greatest commandment was to serve your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor, to love your God, right? That's, he said that's the greatest commandment. And it, we complicate it and make it so much harder when our purpose is to make disciples. Our purpose is to build his kingdom. Our purpose is to glorify God. That's our purpose. So I invite you today as I close to start serving, to get plugged in, to serve the church, to serve your family, to serve your friends, to ask God to open your eyes of how you can serve others. And if you've already been serving and you've been serving the church, you've continued, I just want to tell you, you are making a difference. You are making an impact. When life happens and things happen, don't pull away and say, oh, I just need to take a break from serving. No, no, no. That's when you draw closer, when you go deeper, because you serve and God will reveal the purpose. Continue to serve with purpose. You are making a difference. Your life is making a difference. You're changing lives. And the future generations, they will know because you were here. They will know because of what you said, because of what you taught, because of how you led your children. They will know the future generations because you served with purpose. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. God, I thank you for your people, God. I thank you that you are speaking right now, Lord. In Jesus' name, speak to your people, God. Let them leave here with more purpose, more enthusiasm, God, more joy, knowing that they are serving your kingdom, that they are building, God, and they are growing, and they are establishing something that will never be shaken, God. They are establishing for the generations to come. They are breaking strongholds, God. We thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing and how you're moving, God. I thank you and I pray over every person under the sound of my voice, God, that we would serve with purpose, that we would serve with purpose and we would step out in faith to know that you hold all things and that we will see you move in ways we've never seen you move before, God, when we step out in faith. We trust you and we love you in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Bridge Church. Happy Sunday. So good to be with you. You can stand. We're going to dismiss. Make sure to RSVP for next Sunday. Next Sunday is Valentine's Day. So it's February 14th. We'll have an expression of love 
in every service. We're going to be giving a big check away. We'll have a baby dedication. And in third service, we'll have a marriage ceremony. So we're so excited. So say this blessing with me. Speak it over your life and your week and be blessed. I am a bridge builder. This is my season of favor. I am blessed to live my best. I will choose to love him first. I will worship fully, love deeply, and my community will thrive because I am praying for. I am a carrier of peace. I will represent God's gentleness to myself and others. I will live out his gospel. I am blessed to live my best because I am a bridge builder. Love you, bridge fam. We are so glad that you joined us today. If you made a spiritual decision today, whether that be dedicating your life to Christ for the first time or rededicating your life to Christ, email us at info at wearebridge.church and let us know you made that spiritual decision. Also, if you are joining our Bridge Church online family for the very first time, we have a special gift for you. Email us at info at wearebridge.church to share some information so we can get that gift out to you. We're so happy that you joined us today and we can't wait to see you soon. Make sure to stay connected because we are so much better together.